There are several reasons you may find yourself moving out of a senior living community. And sometimes that reason isn't something we want to talk about. I'm your host, Valerie Borgman, and this week, we're going to talk about what you can expect when moving out. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. Hi, and welcome to the show. I think you can probably imagine the reasons you may find yourself moving out of a community. And most often, they're not pleasant ones. You're either unhappy or you can't afford the monthly fee, care needs have exceeded the staff's ability to provide the care, or your loved one has passed away. In these situations, you may be asking yourself, what happens next? Do I get a refund? That deposit I paid in the beginning, do I get that back? What if I can't find a place by the time the money runs out? Do I have to take care of those scratches from mom's wheelchair? Do we have to rush to get everything out? We're still dealing with the funeral. These are all really important questions that so many families have. So let's take a closer look at some move-out scenarios and answer your questions. Let's start with the scenario that you're unhappy or can't afford the community. This actually happens a lot. And you probably know by now that I own a company called ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. We help families find the senior living community that best fits their needs and budget. But we always tell families that even with all our years of experience, all the tours we've done, we don't live in any of these places. So on occasion, we've had clients that either come to us already unhappy with their current situation or come back to us because the community they chose wasn't what everyone thought it would be. Other times, families believed their loved one would have enough money and either their care needs increased, speeding up how quickly their money was spent, or they chose a certain community based on how it fit at the time of the move, knowing that they'd most likely have to move in the future due to funds running out. So in these scenarios, where you are choosing to move, even if it's because you can't afford it anymore, most communities will require a 30-day notice. You can move at any time. It's just that you're financially responsible for another 30 days. So if money's the issue, make sure you've given yourself plenty of time. If you're considering moving out, go ahead and give your notice. You want to start that 30-day clock as soon as possible. It usually needs to be in writing, so email your intention of moving out to the executive director. Now, we've had many clients who worry about giving notice before finding another place. That's a valid concern. But if you're working with someone like us, like Clear Path, then 30 days should be plenty of time to find another option. If something happens that you need more than 30 days, just communicate that with the staff. You can always stay longer than your 30 days notice. And as we mentioned, you can move out earlier as well. So what happens if your loved one's care needs are more than what the community can provide? There are usually two different scenarios here. The quick change in condition 
and the more progressive one. So maybe your mom had a fall and is now requiring much more assistance, or maybe your dad has early Alzheimer's that is progressing, getting worse slowly, but it is affecting his ability to stay safely in an independent living community or even an assisted living community. In either of these situations, the quick change or the more progressive change, it's important to note that the community nurse, if it's an assisted living, or the executive director, if it's an independent living, they're the ones that are going to make the final determination as to whether or not they can provide the care. The community may actually be the one giving you a 30-day notice. (laughs) We see this especially in the more progressive situations, but hopefully they've already communicated their inability to provide the care or that maybe it's not a good fit anymore way before you get a notice. So hopefully that notice is not a surprise. Okay, so why are we making these distinctions between you wanting to move versus the community not being able to provide the care? Well, it's because in the situation where the community can no longer provide the care, or if your loved one passes away, then you usually are not going to be responsible for a 30-day notice. So even if the community gives you a 30-day notice, you're usually not financially responsible if you move out before that notice is up. And if they're no longer providing care, then you should only be responsible for paying rent costs until you move out. Now, I know this is a little confusing and every community is going to be a little bit different in terms of what their rules are, what their procedures are, but they're usually going to prorate based on when you completely clear the apartment in the situation where it's not your choice and you maybe do a refund. That said, this can be affected by staffing issues sometimes. The rule for some communities might actually be five days or a few days after you clear the apartment before your financial responsibility stops. And you should always ask if you're due a refund. (laughs) You want to make sure that you make it clear in writing. It can take up to 30 days to get your money back. And I'm sorry to say the deposit that you paid at the beginning isn't the same kind of deposit that you may be used to in other rentals. Most communities call them a community fee, and those funds are used to clean and paint the apartment when you move out, along with a host of other things. So summing up the 30-day notice, (laughs) because I know this can get confusing, the move-out procedure may differ slightly from place to place, but usually it's basically the same if you're choosing to move in other words, you're unhappy or you can no longer afford the community, then you'll usually have to give a 30 days notice. If your loved one needs more care or the community determines that they can't provide the care for your loved one or your loved one has passed away, then the notice is based on when you clear the apartment. Let's talk about clearing the apartment. (laughs) Almost all communities will require that you move everything out. If you leave anything behind, you can expect to be charged for its removal. This can be such a big job, especially if your mom or dad has lived there for a long time. We've actually had many families that enlisted the help of other residents who maybe there were things that they wanted. If this is a situation where you're downsizing and you can't keep everything, 
or if your loved one has passed away and you're completely clearing the apartment. Or there are sometimes community organizations that will come and pick up things that you can donate as well. I've actually worked for senior living communities and known of others that have annual garage sales, and they'll take some of your donations as well. But I would say most places don't. Once you've actually cleared the apartment, you'll usually have to schedule a walkthrough with the maintenance director or another staff member. And sometimes there will be move out paperwork to complete. Sometimes one page, sometimes a lot of pages. (laughs) It really just depends. You're most likely not going to have to pay for any small damage. In senior living communities with walkers and wheelchairs, they're pretty forgiving. This is something that's common. And when it comes to wear and tear, you should expect that you don't have to worry about paying for small scratches and and things like that. Now, I did work with a family of builders that decided to replace a bathroom sink and cabinet, and they were charged with returning that to its original form. And just like on move-in day, there may be special hours, routes through the community, or special elevators that the community requires for move-out day. So let's talk specifically about what happens if your loved one passes away. Of course, this is never an easy time, and there are so many other things that you're dealing with. Clearing out the apartment is not only overwhelming, but painful. It's part of the grieving process. Most communities are very understanding during this time, and if money is not a concern for your family, then you can continue to pay the rent and take your time moving those things out. No matter the reason for a move out, it's never the most fun thing to do. But communicating often with the executive director and the maintenance director, knowing the rules of the community, and knowing that you may not have to rush can hopefully make it more doable. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable. 